Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 97 today. Today's topic is BMF Season 1, Episode 8. We about to break down this season finale, which was straight fire. This whole season was fire. Um, Thank you guys if you've been on the ride with me for these eight weeks. It has been amazing. I am so geeked up for Season 2 when it returns. But you know, 50 Cent, hey, he keep us busy over here (laughs) because uh, Power Book 2, that dropped the same night, so I'll drop my recap for that shortly, and then after that, he's bringing out um, Power Book 4, which is Force, and that'll be based on Tommy's series. Um, then, you know, he's bring, we got picked up for Season 2 of Power Book 3, Raising Canaan. He also just picked up a deal to do the Flores Brothers, and those were the dudes who were working with El Chapo, so it's like his version of Narcos, which would be dope, because you know on this platform, we, we fuck with Narcos heavy over here, right? And then um, he just signed up the deal to do the mur- uh, Murder Was the Case of Snoop Dogg's Trial, so... 50 doing a damn thing. His whole career inspires inspires me. Like, seriously, especially by I'm writing as well. And this show was special to me, BMF. Not only am I from Michigan, but I, when I went to the premiere and watched the uh, first episode with the whole entire cast, I mean, everyone from the cast was there. And to watch that with them and then to watch like the CEO of Stars come out and speak and 50 Cent come out and speak about his journey with Stars and what's more to come. And then to watch that phenomenal song be performed for the first time of the um, the intro song, which is fire. I play it all the time. Um, it was just inspiring. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed this whole series. I don't want to keep you guys too long. Um, I don't really have any church announcements. I've been telling you guys um, for about a week that I was going to be out of town this week. So uploads will be a little slower. Um, I'm going to do the power book two. I'll get that out today. I'm going to do Queens as well. Big Sky does not come on this week, so we won't do a Big Sky. And then next weekend, we'll pick up on our normal shows. We're going to do it, you know, the Power Book 2s every week. So you got 10 weeks ten weeks with me for that. Um, we're going to finish up Queens each week. We start recapping Snowfall again next week. So if you have not caught up, if you don't know what Snowfall is, you have time to catch up. We are just about to start recapping season four. You can start joining in with that. So it's on Hulu every episode. Next weekend, we'll start breaking down and recapping season four. Um, Then when we're done... We just have to wait a short time, and then they're going to drop season five, I believe, like in the end of February or early March. So we'll get into that as well. So um, don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms, Alicia Shanice for Facebook, um, Instagram, Alicia Shanice Reviews. And don't forget you can follow me on those dope playlists um, all on Spotify exclusively. All of my playlists, I've made them public. All you have to do is type in Shanice Loves and you will see every playlist. And I got every genre, every mood. I got you. 
I got you. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves and you're going to see them music playlists and you're going to be like, damn, she do got them long ears like she said. <laughs> so on that note, let's talk BMF season one, episode eight, season finale titled The King of Detroit which reads, in an effort to expand into a new territory, Meech discovers a disturbing alliance. Then he hatches a plan. And he did that shit, huh? <laughs> Terry is forced to make a life-altering decision. And we'll get to that, too. So on that note, let's talk BMF. Shanice and she's the one. Her name is Shanice and she's the one. All right, it opens with our normal opening. The story you're about to see is loosely based on truth. Some of the names, characters, businesses, and events have been fictionalized for dramatic purposes, but a lot of this shit may have actually happened. <laughs> Y'all know I'm going to miss saying that. Y'all know I love saying that. <laughs> it opened up. What was going on in the D wasn't happening everywhere. Young black dudes hustling in Detroit trendsetters nationwide our series needs to absolutely show that in the words of demetrius big meech flannery himself so it opens up and it opened up a little different we didn't have the normal you know for these few weeks that always opens and it goes back to when they were young adolescent kids showing the brothers um last week was a little different as well but it opens up and we see Kato rolling through the D. You know what I'm saying? She's just rolling through. And we got Big Meat. She's narrating as usual. Talking about the spring and the, when the weather breaks out in Detroit. Um, how it is and how everybody be all geeked up and ready to get outside and do their thing. But in Michigan, you know, it's unpredictable. In five minutes, the weather can change. But one thing that won't change is loyalty. And that's something that we see that Cato doesn't have. And I'm going to get to that. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get to Cato. Let me get to Cato. Um, so she meets up with Lamar. And, um, you know, he's asking her, like, you know, you've been on some bullshit. We had, what's up? So she lets him know, like, no, nah, it's been too much security on Meech, but he meeting with his plug. Security going to be low. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to be able to do what we got to do then. And he like, look, you want, you, how you know all this? You know, Lamar, he, he's crazy, but he ain't no dummy. So he, he knowing she full of it. But he ain't really got nothing else he can depend on. He didn't got rid of everybody. You know, he fucked up when he killed Slick. You know, the only one who had his back. So she like, I know because I'm messing with, you know what I'm saying, his right-hand man. And hell, I got that good good. So, you know, he going to keep it real. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so when he walks off, he like, all right. We'll see then. Because, you know, it ain't too much he can do, but just wait and see. You know, he don't – Lamar, he's in a bad spot right now. He didn't been hit. He bleeding. She, when he walked up, she like, what the hell happened to you? <laughs> 
But when he walks off, we see B. Mickey watching from the corner. Like he ready for whatever, just in case Lamar pop off. And he's also looking, you know, like with a little mixture of Captain Savaho. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, you know, he looking, trying to make sure his baby Kato is good. So after she gives him the nod, like everything good, he pulls off. When he pulls off, the police pulls him over. So when they come up to his car, <laughs> I kind of liked it, the, the detective who put, who came up to the car. Because B. Mickey like, uh, is there a problem, officer? I was going to speed limit. And he calmly says, it doesn't matter. Just keep your hands where we can see them. Okay? And he like. But officer, he said, it doesn't fucking matter. Just keep your hands up so we can see. <laughs> and be Mickey like, this is some bullshit. But the way how the cop was just so calm and collective was so hilarious to me. But um, we also see the whole Drano squad. Not only do they grab B. Mickey, they roll up to school. And, you know, Terry, he up in there with his friends just complaining about the homework. And, you know, they in the hallway watching the kids break dance. This is so 80s when people used to really dance and get busy, too. And, you know, they just having them a good time. And while they're doing that, here comes Drano. They get him. They take him in. So Terry, like, what the fuck? You know? Then we go over to Meech over he over his baby mama house and we see, you know, they all booed up. They on good terms right now and they roll up on Meech and they kind of hem him up, cuff him up. And, you know, the baby mama, she going crazy like, what are y'all doing? No, what are y'all doing? I'm going to report this. This is bullshit. And while she's yelling, you know, upset, here comes Detective Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Meech like what the fuck is this Brian <laughs> like consequences motherfucker <laughs> so they take Meech to the car and did y'all peep this out or was it just me his baby mama Lori was like at my mama's house really and he was like go in the fucking house so she, she went in a house but the way how she said it do y'all think in season two is going to come out like that she could be related to him? Because she didn't say it like, you know, she, he was a stranger or whatever. She made it seem like they were comfortable and knew each other because she looking like she looked she looked like she knew much more and he knew exactly who she was. So I'm wondering, is this like an uncle of hers or, you know, somebody who knows her family? Because she directly said she looked at him and was like, at my mama's house, really? Like he's supposed to know better. And he told her to get her ass in the house and she went. So I'm wondering, is it gonna be some type of connection with that? Because we know in season two, both the Detective Bryant and Pat are coming back, which are the uh, Harris brothers. So we see after that, they take all of them in there and they all up in, um, in the pen, you know, they all talking and trying to figure everything out. And Terry is like, man, why every time something happened, this bitch Kato seems to be around? What do we even know about her? And B. Mickey kind of was like, man, gave him that look. And he like, you can't listen to this motherfucker anyway. He messing with her. So him and B. Mickey, B. Mickey and Terry, they kind of had a normal words as usual, but they like brothers at the same time. And uh, Meech like, y'all chill that shit out. Just chill out. And he was like, if it wasn't for her, I would have been over 
because she saved him from Detective Lopez. But however, Terry is putting in his head like, where did she come from? Don't nobody know nothing about her. And we got B. Mickey over there looking nervous. But as they're talking, they walk Cato in. So Cato got arrested too. So, you know, Meech was like, hey, well, you know, you know, it is what it is. So after that, Meech gets interrogated by the detective lady. And, you know, he he up there kind of <laughs> flirting with her, using his, you know, he's so damn slick. He like, where you been? Where, where you been? So he kind of flirting with her and she ain't buying it. She like, look, she bringing up how one of, you know, they lost, lost one of their officers. And that's one reason why they are on them now. You know, if you take down somebody in blue, hey, they don't play about their own. So she like, uh, one of my officers was uh, killed and we're going to get to the bottom of it. And he like, look, you need a footstool because you reaching. I ain't got shit to do with this. So she liked the look. I see where your sister get, get her lies from. And if you don't let me know what's going on or tell me anything, you know, I'm going to bring your sister back in charge your mother. So she's trying to, you know, use the scare tactics, scare tactics, and he ain't buying it. He ain't buying it. He ain't budging. So eventually they have to, they have to let them go. They don't have nothing on them. They didn't catch them with no drugs. So, you know, it ain't too much she can do. She's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so um they all get released they all get released and the the officers are pissed like why did we even bring them in and you know like i said one of their own would took down so that's when the gloves come off they normally are on you way harder than what they were on them if a cop is killed in you know this action so when they let them go, the 50 boys, they walking out geek, they laughing. And as soon as they see all of them staring, they get to laughing harder, teasing them, antagonizing them. And this is making Harris piss the fuck off. Harris is looking like he wants to kill Meech. And on top of that, he's on desk duties because the lady who's over Drano and over him now at the time, she doesn't trust him because Detective Lopez told him that, told her that Meech was paying him off and he was working for Meech and playing both sides. So right now, he's pretty pissed, but she lets him know like, look, they ain't finna make no money over here. The block is about to be hot. Y'all over the rec center, everything, everywhere y'all see 50 boys at, I want a car there. So after that, Meech, when they're walking out, he tells Kato, like, let me, you know, come come with me. Let me holler at you for a minute. So, you know, him and uh, Kato go talk. And while they're in a car, he's like, you know, whatever Terry told him is in his head now. So he like, um, let me ask you something. How you even get in this game as a female? So, you know, she tells him, like, she used to argue with her mom and from Tennessee all the time. So she moved up to Detroit when she was 12. And, you know, her dad was in the game. He was a true hustler. So she used to soak up game from him and his friends. And he like, you know, I probably know your dad because I used to be all on the east side over here. And he like, oh, he was from the BKs, the Black Killers. And he like, damn, that's a real throwback. So he, he he listens and he takes it in. He tell her she a good soldier. He playing the game still, but he's still about to do some investigating as we see. 
we go over to Mama Lucille and Papa Charles. They get good news. They go to visit um, Pastor Swift's niece, Karen, and she lets them know that they did find the nurse that they were looking for, and she was able to you know, give her deposition that the doctor who performed the second surgery had alcohol on his breath. So he was drinking while, um, while performing surgery, which believe it or not, it does happen. I worked at a hospital for years. Um, we also see that, you know, at first, remember they only offered them 25,000, but this time it's 250,000. And on top of that, after all the lawyer fees, taxes, and everything, after everything is deducted, they still walk away with 150 because, you know, that's very important. The lawyer will eat you up, if you know, so you have to add that in as well. And that's still really good money, especially in the 80s. This is not 2021. In the 80s, this was around the Reagan era. This was really good money. So, you know, they are excited and Papa Charles does what he should and he apologizes for the way he acts. But I have to give a shout out to this man. He is an amazing actor. I'm talking about everything he plays in, he kills it. And I know a lot of people had a lot of complaints with him and his character. Um, I'm just going to keep it real. Like I've been seeing each episode, he is playing this role as a father. This is true to form. And this is how old school black men acted, especially in those days. So this man is doing a hell of a job. And this is how men acted back then, you know, and then we could take a deeper dive, but Charles is not a bad man. You know, he is not a bad man. He's just dealing with what he can and he doesn't want his sons to be in a gang. What's wrong with that? You know, nothing is wrong with that. So, you know, the family got good news right there. We go into the next scene and we see the little young crew. They hit up Meech and tell him that they just spotted Lamar. So him and Kato, you know, they still in the car smoking and they dip off. But when they go, they pull up, um, it shows in the inside of the mortuary. We got Lamar crazy ass. He didn't found somebody to patch him up who even crazier than him or shit just about the same. <laughs> he in there with two dead bodies that he ready to have some fun with names Coco and Tanya. And he patching Lamar up, getting a bullet out of him, getting them stitched up and clinked up and, you know, just happy. <laughs> Donnell Rollins. I'm like, look at Donnell. I did that. I don't think they said his name in the show, but that's Donnell Rollins. Uh, that's my boy. He is a funny ass comedian to me. But um, Lamar looking at him like, nigga, is you crazy? These chicks is dead. <laughs> so, oh my god. Um, after that, we see um. After that, Meech busts in, but before he did, I forgot, uh, Lamar did tell him, like, look, I need a favor. <laughs> so we seen what that favor was because remember when Meech pulled up, his boy Hoop and the little ones was out there like, look, this nigga in here because he ditched his other car. This car was here and it's blood all over it. So Lamar need a car. So he rolled out with a hearse. <laughs> 
he rolled out with what it hurts. But in the meantime, Meech and the, you know, the crew, they bust in there and they like, what the fuck? Because down there, Rollins' character, Ashley Larry, he in there having him some fun with Coco and Tanya. So they like this nasty freak motherfucker. <laughs> and he like, what y'all doing? So he like, like, where Lamar at? He like, I don't know who Lamar is. This is a mortuary. This is a place of business. So Meech like, look, all I know is if we find Lamar in here, you're going to be laying next to that dead ass bitch. <laughs> Meech was not playing this episode. Meech was on one and just on 10 on this whole episode. So when they bust in, they see Lamar play Casper. He out in that hearse. They couldn't find him. So they dip off. They go back to the record store. And we see the crew is geeked up. They hyped up. They trying to come up with another name. Uh, because remember, they they not no longer the 50 boys. So they still trying to come up with that name. So they kind of going back and forth. But B, Mickey, and T walk in. And they only got two days to come up with the re-up. Due to, um, you know, they got a big L didn't get them no extension. They can't really get out there and hustle because the block is hot. The detective lady, she has put all of the, she had put all of the cops out on their corner. So it ain't really too much they can do. So me, like, let's roll over there to the east side. Um, you know, it's a crew over there, but we might can get over there and make some moves. So they roll that way we also go back to um papa charles and mama lucille house and whew, charles is sitting there glazing at this check he, he ain't never seen this much money and you know he got a he got a plan already in motion and then lucille like baby this is terry money like he don't deserve it like he don't deserve it all this stuff him and his brother didn't put us through <laughs> so Charles didn't claim the money already but he actually has a good plan on what he wants to do with it and we'll get to that in a minute so after you know the the 50 boys they link up they talk Terry meets up with his parents and they go meet up with Karen to sign the papers However, it's certain things that came with this lawsuit that weren't told at first. And remember, you know, Terry looks older, but they were still young when all of this happened. So with the agreement, he has to be 18 before he can touch the money. And it's it's just a mess, you know. So they are pissed off. Charles then went back to being Charles. Remember, he just was apologizing. Now he like, this is some bull. He run up out of here. But, you know, she can always, Karen can always talk to uh, Mama Lucille. And she tells her, like, this is a really good, a good settlement. It is good money for your family. You know, I know the conditions are, you know, him being 18, that's a lot. But it's ways around it of things we could do. So... We see the crew roll up on the east side, and um, they in there, they making their moves, but we got B, Mickey, and Meech, they in the car. So Kato and one of the little dudes up in there making sales, we got one of the hustlers who walk in there, Saint, DC Young Fly, I am loving the characters they brought in and the appearances we seen you know donnell rollins who is a comedian and brought you know comic relief to this episode and then we're seeing dc young fly who i love and love seeing where his career is going playing a role of saint and he killed it he was being funny killing uh roasting all of them each time he spoke to somebody 
He even called Meech, you Billy D looking motherfucker. <laughs> so they um, you know, he comes in there, you know, they end up pulling out because you know they on this corner. But Meech, you know, Meech talks fly and lets him know, like, look, I need to talk to your boss because if your boss find out that you passed up on, you know, better price, pure weight. So, you know, they talk, they draw down their guns because we know B Mickey is gun happy. So soon as Saint and his crew pulled out, so they be Mickey them. So they go to, um, they end up going to a little spot on the east side and they get the gambling. And while they're doing that, um, Saint recognizes that what Saint sees that his dude, who he hustled for, he knows Meech and Terry. So he's like, you know, these lights get up. <laughs> but anyway, it's an old school dude. Him and Meech talk. Um, Meech also brings up like, Hey, you know this old old school cat who used to roll with the BKs, and when he mentions his name, Cliff, he like, nah, he he, I know him, but he used to roll with the other crew. He was like, hold on, ain't the crew that Lamar was in? He like, yeah, both of them crazy motherfuckers rolled together. So Meech puts it all together. He he knows now he know exactly where Kato came from and everything she about. Um. He also lets me, you know, like, look, I see what you're doing. I see the hustle in you, but don't don't come over here with that. We seen what happened with you and Pat, but you know they keep it cordial, of course. But we see Meech ends up doing business on the east side. He um fronted uh Saint Keys to move over there, so uh, I'm sure that's gonna get interesting. We see the come up coming, so season two gonna be all about you know the come up. It show. Season one show how they all came together, how they became the 50 boys, how they became working for Pat, how they branched out on their own. So season two is going to show us how they unified strictly BMF, got that in control in Detroit and moved on down. So I loved it to see that. But we see now that they got the east side. So we also see Charles, he takes Lucille and Terry down to the business that he wants to buy for the car business. He got the idea from Pastor Swift. And remember, uh, Mama Lucille was like, now you want to listen to Pastor Swift? <laughs> Charles got money now. He ain't trying to hear nothing. But what he said was actually a really good plan and really good money for the 80s. And like he's telling Terry, he's like, look, I don't have nothing to pass down to you. And with the black community, we don't have enough generational wealth. This is a way you can, you know, get out of the game and make some legit good money and pass it down to your son and have a money in the family. And Lucille lets him know like, yes, Terry, this is a really good idea. You should think about it. However, um, and you know, Terry, he's very smart. Soon as uh Charles lets him know how much the, the guy makes an hour from four cars, he asked that math the real quick, like, damn, that's this much, much a week, this much a year. And, you know, he takes it. This sounds like a really good idea. This could be generational wealth for their family and not in the game. So we go into the next scene and we see Meech and Big B Mickey, they uh, link up and Meech kind of test them out a little bit, you know, ask them like, Hey, did you end that shit with old girl? And B Mickey try to lie, of course. And, you know, uh, Meech gets to telling him and asking him about loyalty and everything. And when he sees he's getting tested, he goes out and tells the truth. Like, look, Kato been working with Lamar. But look, she don't want to. She don't want to. We got a plan to um, kill him later. 
So after he tells Meech the plan, Meech like, look, I hear you. And Lamar might be crazy, but he damn sure ain't stupid. Y'all ain't going to let him, y'all ain't going to catch him slipping that easy. But we might can do another plan this way. So after that, um, Meech tells Terry about, uh, they kind of come up with a plan. And Meech tells Terry about the BMF, like the Black Mafia family name. He even, you know, let them know, like, what's up with that? Let's change our name to that. At first, Terry, like, oh, Big Meech Flinnery? He like, hell no, you think I'm conceited, nigga? No, I don't answer that. <laughs> but, you know, Terry likes it. He's like, yeah, I can dig it. I can dig it. But we see each scene with Terry, he is still struggling with being in the game and then wanting to change it with this lawsuit money and just thinking about everything with him being shot, him losing his eyesight in that one eye, just all this stuff going on. We see Terry is struggling with being in the game. Um, we also get into the next scene and we see the big plan comes in motion. Meech and B. Mickey, they set up for Lamar to see them purposely because they know Lamar is smart. He going to, he ain't going to be just an easy takedown. And when he sees it, he like, this chick set me up. So we got Kato over there. She in the little bar vibing. And I love the music that they play all throughout the, the show. And it was so Michigan and so Detroit. And I was listening to the writer and he was saying that it was a really big deal to have this type of music in here because this is what they were playing and listening to in Detroit. And it was really important to Meech as well to have this type of music in here. So we also see um, he rose up on Cato, pulls the gun out on her. Like, oh, you think you're slick. But when he get to walking her out with the gun up, we got Meech and we got B. Mickey out there. They waiting. And he tries to take Kato hostage and Meech got to let him know, like, look, you think I give a damn about you protecting this rat bitch? <laughs> and Lamar looks psychotic in a way because he starts laughing like a proud crazy man in a way because he like, it, he kind of earned their respect in a way. He like, Oh, we we got played. You set her up because so they they all figure it out. So she takes off running over to the side of the corner. Um, Lamar tries to pull out, but before he can pull out, Meech gets the blast of him. He walk over to him, shoot him down, and he asks him like, "Was you the one who shot my brother?" But before. He could even answer or say anything. He's like, you know what? It don't even matter, which is good that they did it that way because in reality, no one ever found out who shot Southwest T. In a Dexter Sosa interview who, you know, Dexter Sosa was from Detroit. He rode with BMF for years. He said they never found out who did it, but they said a lot of it had to do with, um, the name Southwest T because there was another Southwest T and we know stuff like that used to happen back in the day. Um, like on that happened back in the day, like even a rapper 50 cent, it was the real 50 cent. It used to be big things over names, but that's just what Dexter Sosa said. I don't know, but um, they never found out who did it. So I'm happy that they left it that way. And he took Lamar ass out. <laughs> But in the true to form story, Lamar is not dead. It was a real Lamar that was rolling around crazy like that in a D. 
Also, it wasn't just one Lamar. It was two. It was him and his brother, and they are both still alive. Um, Meech, the writer, he was on a podcast, and they recap shows as well, and I, I like their interviews, and they just interviewed him, and they were saying that um, they, um, I think they're, they're po- let me get their podcast name. Hold on one second. Sorry guys, I'm all over the place. It's just because I'm not in my I'm not at home. So trying to get everything together. But I didn't want to shout out their platform and then not give their credit um of where I watched the interview. But they do um recaps as well. And theirs is called On the Spot, I believe. Um, and they interviewed him. He's the writer. Hold on one second. Yeah, it's called On Spot Real Talk. So they just interviewed him and he was saying on how, you know, how all of this came together and how they are already filming season two. I think they're already they already putting everything together and they already got season um, episode six done and it's just going to get better and better. But he um, stated that it was two brothers, not just one. Um, Randy Huggins, he is the writer. And he was saying how, uh, the you know, Meech wanted both of them, but he couldn't do it that way. So I thought that was an interesting fact. Just imagine, hell, we was talking about how crazy this Lamar was. Imagine him, two of them, and they brothers. <laughs> so also, after Lamar gets took out, and this was very fast. It, it kind of happened like, damn, both of them? Because you got our girl Kato over there, and she like, she tried to use that out. You know, she get a little sad puppy face look because, you know, before they caught up, remember, she went over there and gave him some again. So he got that one last that one last snack from her. <laughs> but, uh, you know, she tries to pull that, you know, I love you. And shit, I guess the good good wasn't good enough that time because he went, I love you too, boo, pop, pop. And she was out of there. Um <laughs> in in this case um it was a chick who rolled with them this was straight fiction you know what I'm saying like Kato didn't die it was a real uh chick that rolled with the 50 boys and uh if you want to hear her story it's on Doc Hicks TV her name is Lady she's still cool with them all that all that day but you know they have to dramatize it up a bit that's why it's loosely based um the the car situation with Terry and his pops, they really did start a car business. So I'm happy that they're going down that road. That is true to form. They really did start a car business. And remember, we did the documentary as well. We recapped that and we seen how they were moving with that car business that they opened from the money that they got from the lawsuit. We also seen that the father's name was indicted as well because he was tied up into the car business that he owned with his son. As far as Cato, it was a real chick who rode with them, but she is still alive. So this totally did not happen. This was dramatized but in the series she did have to go the reason she had to go is people always want to say no women no children but when you step into the dope game them cards is off and she wasn't loyal she might have did you know likes like messing around with b mickey but if lamar took a charge for her and did that then that's where she should have remained loyal at 
So she was playing both sides. And if they would have let her live, they would have looked soft, like 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 they let anybody work work in their crew, you know, and give them a chance. And then she would have fucked them over in, in the long run as well. So, you know, when you sign into that game, that's what happened. But we see uh, that kind of mess be Mickey up. He didn't want to do that. He picked Meech over, you know, the first chick he said he ever loved. They go back to Mama Lucille's house. They in there drinking. And he is pissed off. Like, this is the first chick I ever loved. And Meech like, look, she would have she hurt you anyway. <laughs> Meech ain't trying to hear that shit. <laughs> and Mama Lucille comes snooping down. And, you know, we see that that brotherly love that they had growing up together. Because she lets, he like, what's up, Mama? He like, nah, you can't go home like that. Just go lay down because she see he's been drinking. And uh, she lets Meech know, like, look, where your bodyguards at? And he basically lets her know he had to do what he had to do because he like, you don't, we don't need them no more. And she like, I don't even recognize you anymore. What is happening to you? And in this episode, we did see a different Meech. You know, we see him getting more ruthless and him getting in the game and him, you know what I'm saying, becoming that boss more. Uh, it, it elevates each episode and just gets better and better. So if we did, if you pay attention to his whole attitude, the cockiness, and you know, we seen a different Meech this time. So I cannot wait for season two. Shout out to Lil Meech. He killed this role. He did a damn good job. This is like this show was up there for me. This is one of the best ones out of the out of the whole 50G unit brand with the powers and everything. I enjoyed this, but I'm biased. I'm from Michigan and I was at the premiere, so that made it even more specialer. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> we also see um, <clears throat> after, you know, saying everything is good, be Mickey hurt, Meech happy, uh, Lucille confused, like, how did I raise this son <laughs> to be like this? Because, you know, she they tried their best, and, you know, they don't want to see their boys out on the street like that. However... When um they were talking about the changing the name to BMF, that's when Meech talked Terry into letting him go see Big L. So they go see Big L and Meech acting like a kid at the candy store, touching her art and shit. And she walk in just so elegant and classy. And <laughs> she like, put that down. <laughs> that's $250,000 if you break you pay for it. And Big L do not like Meech. She don't fuck with Meech. And, you know, she, she lets him know. She lets him know, I don't mess with you. But he lets her know, like, look, you don't mess with me, but the money rolling through my hands. And she still ain't trying to hear that. But, you know, they stepped that game up. You know, they was used to getting two keys from Pat. They go to getting two. And Terry work out the deal where they get 10 keys. And I won't be surprised. Uh, show LaWanda leaving next scene. We'll get to that. But I won't be surprised if Big L look like she wants some of Terry. <laughs> so, I don't know. They might end up messing around in season two. LaWanda gone now. So, um, Big L look like she wants some of Terry. And we get into the next scene. And we see um, after she put Mitch out, I thought he was going to be pissed off. But... When uh, Terry showed up with those 10 keys, he is geeked up. He's like, let's call a meeting. Let's get everybody together. Let's celebrate. And Terry is, he's contemplating. You know, he's having second thoughts. Things aren't good with him and LaWanda. She has um, 
been putting pressure on him. Uh, school, getting shot, losing his eyesight on, you know, on the eye. It's a lot. It's a lot. Kidnapping children, uh, their little sister's boyfriend getting murdered. It's a lot. So um, he's he not happy. And Meech like, look, you ain't finna rain on my parade. Shit, I'm out. <laughs> so he take the keys and he dip off. Terry goes to talk to his parents and why he's talking to them about starting the business and that he's been thinking about it, which is something they're going to do. So we're going to see that in season two. I guarantee it. We see LaWanda comes out and leaves and he draws up. He is pissed like you ain't taking my son. And she's like, I gave you an ultimatum. And I like it the way the daddy stepped in. That was true to form. He like, no, you can't hold her hostage. I'm sure LaWanda will be back. But with all the pressure she got from his mom from the looks they had at church, just from being scared of him being shot and everything that's going on with, you know, the little sister almost getting kidnapped. She just need a break. So I'm pretty sure LaWanda will be back and he is hurt. We also see B. Mickey. He is not taking it in good what he did to Cato. He crying in the car. He hurt. And Detective Brian pulled him over. He put the gun in the same spot. Like Detective Brian ain't from the streets and don't know how to get in there. Detective Brian take him in, take him into the interrogation room, let him know. This gun got J Mo body on it and now Kato's. And all I will I will make it lost. You will not even get touched, but I won't meet. <laughs> so I don't know. But remember a couple episodes back, I told y'all, I said, I think B. Mickey is going to be loyal. He's going to be hard-headed in the pain, but I knew he was going to end up being loyal this far when it comes to the, to Kato. But as far as this, I don't know how they're going to play it. I don't know how they're going to play this one, but uh left us with the cliffhanger there. We also see we get to the last and final scene and the brothers meet up and Terry tells them, like, look, I decided to... Go ahead and start this business up with Pops. I'm out. And Meech is pissed. Because at first he like, he geeked up. He like, you going, what? He like, all right, man, we can we can clean this up in the car. Run this shit through your car. I just got this in my car. We can put this in there, run the product. <laughs> like, hell no. Which they end up doing. I'm just, I know we're going to see a lot with this car business in season two. Uh, <clears throat> but Meech hurt. Like, what happened to the womb to the tomb, nigga? <laughs> Shit, you a hustler. It's in your blood. You're my baby brother. So Terry walks off and Meech is hurt. But we know Terry coming back to the gang. And that was my recap of the season finale, which was fire. I enjoyed every episode of this series. It's been a good eight weeks. Um, I'm sure my predictions for season two is I'm sure it's going to show Terry coming back into the game. I'm sure LaWanda will be back. And I'm sure it's going to show a lot of season two with them getting that car business uh, structured and all together with the family because this was really real. This, um, This lawsuit and this 
car company helped them move to the next level as well. And I'm sure we're going to see Meech being even more powerful and becoming, you know, them both of them becoming the two kings they became in this game. So I enjoyed it. Shout out to 50 Cent. Shout out to Lil Meech. Shout out to the writer. Shout out to Stars. I am sure that next season we will get 10 episodes. Um, I hate that we only got eight, but you know, that happens sometimes for season one. They have so much range they can go through with the show. Like, I'm sure we can get multiple seasons because they went, they had a long reign. So uh, that's pretty much it. I'll be back on tonight with my Power Book 2 recap. Give me a few hours to get that out. Um, Yeah, I think I went over everything. But yeah, that was a strong episode. I cannot wait into season two. Like I was saying, the guy who was on the interview, he said they already started with season two. They were up to like episode six. And he said it's just getting better and better and better. So I'm predicting that um, if it goes into the correct order, it might be out probably the same time next year because we got 10 weeks of Power Book 2. Then we got... 10 weeks of force and then they bringing out the Flores brother show the um power book raising cane and that's gonna come back out so yeah i'm thinking this probably come back out in september next year as well but pretty fire shout out to all of them they doing a damn thing and uh don't forget to follow me on my social media platforms uh it's gonna be slow uploads all week but you guys can check out my snowfall recaps my narcos recaps got plenty recaps for you guys to check out if you um get into those shows and that's pretty much it i love you guys thank you for your support and it's your girl shanice and i'm out hope you enjoyed the show with your girl shanice I'm not going to